Hey guys, welcome to Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you very much for being here and for listening in. I appreciate it. Today's episode is a bit different. It's a bit more niche or niche, I guess I should say. It's an amazing episode with Scott Stockdale. He's from the UK and very knowledgeable in the world of SEO and social media and podcasting, specifically in launching successful podcasts and getting them ranked on the charts. And actually, he is the host of an Apple Top 10 rated podcast in the UK called Entrepreneurs Can Party. Such a pleasure having him here on the show. Uh, You know, he and I have very similar things that we're pursuing. I started a podcast, this one that you're listening to. Uh, It's also been on the Apple podcast charts in America multiple times. I've got a podcast production service called Kanecast, where I help people launch and run their podcasts. So very similar. And you'll notice in this episode (laughs) that Scott and I can just riff back and forth on this stuff. And really, we're just letting you in on a very casual phone call conversation, essentially, where Scott and I just share all of our tips for launching a success podcast, the why, the how, the hard parts, the rewarding parts, making the process flow easier. Uh, There's a portion of this episode where Scott shares exactly how he's been able to hire virtual assistants and essentially put a lot of his work on autopilot. So incredible information. And it doesn't just have to be for podcasters or future podcasters. Maybe you're looking into it. A lot of this will help you in many different scenarios, blogs, YouTube channels, launching a new business or a new social media account, or maybe you just want to up your social media game, right? So lots of helpful information in this episode and definitely connect with us. Feel free to ask us any questions if you have them. You can find Scott at scottstockdale.co.uk or on Instagram at entrepreneurscanparty. And of course, I'm on Instagram too. So stop by and say hello at parkercane.co or at upbeatpod. Let's get into this episode. Scott, thank you very much for being on Upbeat. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it too, Parker. Thank you for having me on. It's a real joy to be here tonight. Well, tonight for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I always forget about the uh, jump across the pond, but uh, yeah. What time is it where you are at the moment? Uh, it's 1 p.m., so early afternoon. Early afternoon. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> welcome all this time. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, and how, how are things going over there in the UK right now? It's pretty mixed. Um, I think the whole, obviously the whole pandemic that's going on, we've been hit quite hard in the in the UK. So there's been a lot of uh, kind of disruption and we're in lockdown at the moment, as I suspect you are as well, um, where you are. So it's been, yeah, it's been a weird time, just kind of adjusting to being at home a lot more than I'm used to. I guess, yeah, kind of just adjusting to working it from home and not having to commute to work, which has actually been really nice and things like that. So it has been a little strange, I must admit. Yeah. How, how about you? Very similar. Uh, I I used to have to drive about 30 minutes to, to my job and uh, for the last little bit, yeah, I've just been at home working from my from my computer, which has saved me some money on gas, which is nice. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a blessing and a curse, isn't it, to uh, to be at home? Like, because sometimes that really kind of inspires creativity, and you can just pedal to the metal, get a ton of stuff done. Uh, but other times, you just feel so laggy. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I think. I've certainly gone through those peaks and troughs where today I've actually been really productive. I've kind of done a lot of work, but yeah, there's been other days where I'm like, I just want to watch Netflix or you know, <laughs> just do something really unproductive. So yeah, I definitely feel you on that one. It's a weird, just a weird time. Very weird. 
Yeah, but you're, you're well, your family's well, things are good. Yeah, family's doing really well. Um, we're all healthy, which I guess at this moment in time is the main thing. And uh, yeah, everyone's kind of just slowly getting used to, yeah, kind of not being able to hug each other and, and things like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I've seen that. You? Yeah, well, I live, I live about five hours away from my family, so I'm just pretty much at home with a roommate right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I checked this morning before we, we jumped into this. Uh, I have a total of 18 listeners in the UK, man. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm probably one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, you're probably one of those. But yeah, including you, 18 listeners in the UK. Uh, definitely the majority of the listeners are, are US and Canada. And so it's good to kind of have some variety on here. Uh, and also just see what's going on in another part of the world, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's the beauty of podcasting and the whole online space, isn't it? Just being able to connect with people around the world and, and share interesting stories. So, yeah. Diving into this episode, we'd love to get to know you better. So if you could just tell us, you know, more about yourself, what you've been up to, what you're passionate about, what kind of things you're pursuing, anything you want to share? Sure. Yeah. So um, at the moment, I'm... Uh, going hard on the podcast and I have been kind of for the last uh, couple of months now since I launched it. So yeah, I launched on the 4th of March and it had a crazy kind of crazy run up uh, launch week where it managed to get into the top 10 of the UK charts in six days, um, which was just like mind blowing and uh, far exceeded all my expectations. So yeah, that has definitely been uh, a big push for the last, uh, I suppose, yeah, this year. And then my day job, um, I'm actually yeah, kind of between jobs at the moment. So I'm starting my new job on the 18th. Kind of, yeah, just a weird kind of a weird time, kind of, yeah, focusing on the podcasting and then preparing to jump into my new job, which similar to what I was doing before in SEO, but working in-house for a big company rather than uh, as part of an agency. So yeah, they're definitely the two main things. And I love sports. So it's been a real... It's been hard not being able to watch sport on the weekends and watch my favorite team, but uh, we'll we'll get through it, I'm sure. What's your favorite sport, I guess, in your team that you're referring to? So my favorite sport is uh, football or soccer, um, as you guys as you guys like to call it. So yeah, I'm a, a big, you might not have heard of them, to be honest, a team called Leeds United, who were quite big in the sort of 90s and early 2000s. And then we uh, went down a couple of divisions. So we've come back up now and we're kind of slowly getting to where we were uh, once before. But it's painful. <laughs> it's been really painful these last few years. So watching them and just, you know, not having those performances that you've kind of expected uh, and I've seen over the years. So but we're getting there slowly. We're slowly we'll get there. <laughs> Uh, well, awesome. Um, that's, that's really great that you're pursuing a podcast and that you're, you have a job in SEO too. It sounds like everything you do is kind of in, they all coincide really well with each other. Um, as far as starting your podcast, what was it that I guess pushed you to do that or inspired you to ultimately create a podcast? And then further than just starting a podcast, what inspired you to create this one and to call it, uh, entrepreneurs can party? Yeah, I think for me, I, um, I've just always loved listening to podcasts. So I've been a huge uh, fan of the likes of Tim Ferriss and Gary Vee um, for as long as I can remember, really. Well, I say that's a bit of an exaggeration, probably the last sort of six, seven years at least. So yeah, I've been kind of consuming their content for a while and um, there's been other podcasters as well. And I just, I love the the platform. I love the 
the ability to actually, you know, get in someone's head and actually have a kind of a dialogue with a person. Um, and I'm very kind of curious. I like to kind of delve into people's story and find out what makes them tick. So sort of combining all those things uh, are kind of the reasons I was like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to get into this podcasting game and actually want to try and launch a podcast. And then in terms of the actual entrepreneurs can party and where that idea came from, it was just kind of figuring out, okay, from what conversations I've had with people, what do I actually enjoy talking about? And what do I enjoy kind of finding out more about? And for me, like entrepreneurship and business are two kind of things that I'm really just kind of into. You know, I like watching um, Dragon's Den or equivalent Shark Tank in the US and programs like that. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, I want to have these interesting conversations. I want to find out how people are having success in their lives. You know, what is it they're doing to kind of have fun with their businesses and actually really enjoy their creative projects. And I've been blessed to be able to speak with some really cool people so far. People who are in some cases like traveling around the world with their best mates, um, shooting videos for companies. And that's supposedly a job to me. That just sounds like a holiday, but they get paid and they have a ball. And other, I've had like TikTok DJ artists who are making like thousands of pounds as well. And, you know, touring the States and, and the UK um, it's been a real mix of people. It's a really cool bunch so far. And I've just really enjoyed having these conversations. So I think that was my main reason for starting the podcast. And I'd love to do it full time. Ultimately, that's my that's my dream. Um, I'm still some way off that yet. So I've still got a lot of kind of steps to put in, in sort of in the process. And I guess that's why I'm still working the nine to five at the moment, just to kind of keep that paycheck coming in and eventually wean myself off it. But yeah, those are kind of the reasons. Um, what were your reasons? I'm curious. Yeah, what were your reasons for starting a podcast? Honestly, very similar, man. I feel like I'm talking to like the UK version of myself here a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I love Shark Tank. I, I, you know, created Upbeat for the very, very same reasons, pretty much. I wanted to get inside these people's heads, like figure out what makes them tick learn their stories, uh, but also, you know, be optimistic and cheerful about it. Not, not necessarily focus on all the sad parts, but if we do get to sad things, like definitely use it as a way to inspire and motivate, uh, people to do ultimately what they love doing. Uh, but very similar to you, like I still have a nine to five. I still, I do podcasting on the side. I don't really make anything with it yet. Um, and I am, yeah, I mean, it would be the absolute dream to, to podcast full time or even, uh, for me being a beatboxer and speaker, like, I think it'd be cool just to even be kind of an MC or an event host or, yeah. Uh, or something where podcasting is a part of it, but ultimately we have to build, we have to build something big, right? Like we have to, like entrepreneurs can party, being a top 10 UK podcast, growing it, doing the, doing the work that you're doing. It's going to get there, man. You're going to blow up. Your show's going to be huge. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like people are going to want you to go everywhere and do everything because you're the guy that created Entrepreneurs Can Party, you know? <laughs> Thanks. Well, I really hope so. That would be, yeah, that would be dreamy. And to, you know, do the similar things that you talked about there, you know, kind of speaking gigs and um, I can't beatbox, sadly, but, you know, maybe uh, certainly, yeah, speaking and kind of attending these networking events and being that voice, I guess, of, yeah, you know, someone people can turn to for advice around business would be, yeah, it would be amazing. Um, I think like yourself, like, yeah, kind of, it is a, it is a slow climb. And even though my podcast did have that amazing kind of launch week and it has been, yeah, it's been an incredible um, couple of months. 
there's still like a long way to go and I'm under no illusions that you know just getting a, a top 10 ranking doesn't really mean a lot in the grand scheme of things it certainly helps like it has helped massively in terms of attracting bigger names onto the podcast and um, actually giving the show credibility but in terms of um, actual kind of tangible things like you know I know a lot of people talk about monetization when it comes to podcasting and things like that that's still like yeah it's still a long way off for me at the moment just kind of building that listenership building uh, that connection with listeners building that uh, sort of you know actually providing uh, sort of quality content on a regular basis those are still things I'm still trying to figure out and kind of hone in on really but yeah same as you like you know if we keep going hopefully um we'll both be able to blow up and actually um blow up in a good way <laughs> and um and make it big with podcasting yeah and the the joy about it is is even if we don't which we will we'll get there <laughs> but even if we don't like it's still such a good thing you know like we're learning things along the way but also our podcasts are in the realm of helping people too so it's mm. like you can go to bed at night knowing like you put something out there that's good you know yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and there's been uh you might have had a similar thing where people kind of reaching out particularly on instagram and linkedin people have kind of messaged me and saying oh you know i really enjoyed your episode or um, I really enjoy that piece of content you put out. And for me, that just makes my day. And it's like, oh, it's, it's so nice. The fact that people are listening and then let alone kind of reaching out and saying they're enjoying the content. So yeah, from that side of things, it's been a real, a real blessing. And I think also just kind of on a personal kind of note, you know, actually being able to have these conversations with people learn so, so much around business and entrepreneurship and kind of I see it almost like a personal MBA where you're kind of getting this education without really having to pay for it or, you know, you're kind of free riding on other people's successes a little bit. So yeah, there's a whole heap of benefits from podcasting and, you know, a lot of it, it has to be an internal thing. Like if you're enjoying the process, then it doesn't seem like hard work at all. Obviously if you're not enjoying it and you don't enjoy having these conversations then maybe podcasting is not for you, but um, I'm sure you know, listeners out there, if they try enough things, which is certainly what I've done, you know, I've just tried random stuff and some of it I hated, other things I kind of found all right and then other things I'm really, you know, really passionate about. So it just takes time, patience, trying things, tasting things, and eventually you will find that one thing that, that works for you. Definitely. I love that, man. It's really cool that we're both podcasters here. That's, I think, I think this is pretty much like, I mean, I don't know. I've had a few other people who have who have podcasts, uh, um, but, but what I think is really common nowadays in the podcasting community, like if you're if you're just a common listener, like finding your favorite podcasts, likely you're listening to people who are just the hosts. Like they have entire teams doing everything for them. <laughs> you know, they've got the the lighting crew, the video crew, the booking managers, all of it. Like. And so these guys are just hosts where I think you're like the first guest I've had on the show, uh, very similarly to me, who's just had to do kind of everything on their own. And so this is a good opportunity for for us to kind of share with the listeners like our tips and strategies and like talk about like if anyone's out, if they're if they're listening and they're out there thinking about starting a podcast, I mean, you and I, you know, we're podcasters and we can share our tips with them. Uh, and a lot of the tips are also going to be helpful for, you know, even if you're not podcasting, these can be applicable uh, in many, many situations. So let's kind of dive into that. What are some things 
that you've learned going through this process of launching a podcast? I think there's been a few kind of big things, particularly around launching, which um, yeah, I'd love to share with your listeners. And then there's been a few other things which are kind of not as kind of still useful and they're still quite in terms of getting ranking positions, things like that, they're kind of very useful. I think there's kind of a, to kind of take it back to basics, the kind of big thing I always say to people is if you're not sure whether you want to do podcasting, you know, if you're just kind of thinking about it, think it might be a good idea, but not sure if you can commit to it. I think something that I did kind of by accident um, is I had like a, a podcast previous to the one I've got now where it kind of gave me the skills to actually figure out what podcasting's about, you know, how, how to, or how do you interview people over Zoom? <laughs> how do you ask the right sort of questions to kind of get the best answers? How do you um, actually upload content onto your podcast host? How do you edit episodes? All that kind of technical stuff. I think from that point of view, it's really useful to maybe have a dummy run with a podcast. And there are platforms out there like Anchor where you don't actually have to pay for podcasting and the hosting. So you can kind of have a, you know, you can dip your toe into it, kind of experiment with a few episodes, see what format for a show you like. You know, do you like solo episodes where it's just you speaking to a microphone or do you prefer maybe doing it with a friend or friends or do you prefer, you know, having sort of conversations with people and having like an interview format? Um, and you know, where do you want to have these conversations? Do you want to have them in a studio? Do you want to do them on zoom or whatever? I think, yeah, just having like a dummy run as a podcast, I think is useful. Um, I think the other thing I always say as well is just try and have fun with it. You know, there's a reason I got into it and that reason is because I wanted to have these conversations and I enjoy doing it. So yeah, try and find that way to have fun. If you think you want to do it, then yeah, try and make it as fun and enjoyable for yourself as possible. Because ultimately, if you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to keep at it. And with podcasting, consistency is so, so vital. You know, you've got to commit to putting out an episode, however often you say you're going to do it. You know, if it's once a week or once every two weeks or once a month or twice a week, whatever it is, yeah, you've got to really commit to it. So if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to stick to that commitment. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to build podcast that you're proud of so for me those are two uh two things i always say to people um how about you what are your kind of your tips what would you say oh man i feel like a little bit like i'm on an episode of yours already because I, <laughs> I get the i get the questions too sometimes i forget that i'm just interviewing you know like the guest seat and the interview seat are very very different sometimes so <laughs> <They are. laughs> um, no i you know i'd say very very similar things um a big one for consistency, maybe like I'm not the best at this, but I have a client who I help do their podcasts and he did like 12 podcasts before we ever even launched. And I mm. think you did something very similar where you just kind of, you know, you batch, you batch created and then you, you had stuff to post, even though you weren't working yourself mad kind of a thing. Yeah. I didn't do that. I, I just kind of jumped in and started doing it week after week after week. Um, but as of lately, I'm typically about six weeks ahead. So I am batch creating a little bit and, uh, nice. and it's, it's been helpful to do batch creation. But as far as like, ultimately what I've learned, honestly, it's more of like a personal thing for me. Like I've just kind of convinced myself or, or proven to myself that I can do it, you know, like, mm. and, and I didn't have to pay a ton of money to do it. And it just really came down to work ethic and me being willing to do this and, and put in the work. 
Um, and ultimately what has surprised me the most is the kind of guests that I've been able to get on the show and have conversations with. Uh, it's mind blowing, like yeah. that they're so willing just to hop on a phone call with you and share everything they know, you know? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Just the power of an ask, you know, I think particularly these days and obviously the pandemic, obviously it's not good, but in some ways for podcasting, it has been a great opportunity to reach out to people who might not necessarily be available sort of during the day, but now, you know, everyone's got a bit more free time and actually you can have those conversations. So yeah, that's definitely a good thing. And I think just to kind of jump on a point you made about kind of batching content, that is something, yeah, I kind of did it from the get-go. And before I actually launched my podcast, I think I had maybe sort of 10 or 12 guest episodes kind of in the pipeline and maybe probably four or five solo episodes. So say like two months worth of solo episode content and then maybe four or five months of guest episode content, which I'm still trying to still trying to get through. And the reason I did that is because, well, two reasons, I suppose. The first one was I figured that during the launch week, I just wanted to focus on uh, promoting the episodes and the content rather than actually having to think about creating content. Um, so it just kind of made the launch week a lot less stressful than it might otherwise have been. And I think also it just gives you time to kind of let guests know when their content might be coming out. So if you're doing it on the fly, it might be harder to kind of plan ahead. You know, you're kind of not sure when you're going to get a conversation recorded and then edited and, you know, then scheduled onto your host. Whilst if you've got it all kind of lined up, then you can let your guests know, okay, your podcast that we did together is going to be coming out on this date. And you might let them know like a week before that date, which is what I typically do. And then, you know, it gives them a heads up if they wanted to kind of share it, makes it, you know, on their radar at least. And then on the morning of the launch of their episode, you can say, okay, here's, here's the episode, here's the show links, and here's some audiograms that I've created for you if you want to share those. And again, that just kind of helps get the word out about your podcast. Yeah, well, and as part of consistency, it's really important to have that like, hey, your episode's going to come out on this day. And for me, uh, for Upbeat, it's just every single Monday. So I just look at whatever Monday I'm assigning them to kind of a thing. And I tell them what Monday it's going to drop. And that's very good for the listeners too. You know, for example, my, like one of my favorite shows is Survivor on TV. And I know that it airs on Wednesday, but that I can't watch it live and that it comes on on Hulu on Thursday the next day. And so every freaking Thursday, <laughs> I I make time to watch Survivor, you know, and I just know Thursdays are the day. And that's a really, really cool thing for podcasting too. If you have specific days that you are not sticking to, then it's going to get kind of muddy. But if you have specific days that you absolutely stick to, then people just know that that's when they're going to tune in. And they kind of, even if it's not on the day you launch, like they know when it's going to be there and when to insert it into their schedule. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it builds that trust because you're showing up consistently and people know you're going to be there when you say you're going to be there. So yeah, builds the trust. Like you say, you know, you're scheduling time to watch Survivor. Yeah, it kind of makes it easier for people to plan their data on your content, which ultimately increases engagement. So, yeah, consistency, like I said earlier, is just so, so crucial, not just for kind of building that listenership, but also for yourself. <laughs> it makes it easier, you know, you can kind of say, okay, I need to do this by this date. You know, you're not kind of 
kind of fooling yourself saying, okay, I can kind of delay it this week or delay it a few days or whatever. So, okay, I've made this commitment. I'm going to release an episode on this day or these days. Let's stick to it. Let's do this. And uh, it just kind of helps both sides, I think. So yeah, consistency is so, so important. So tell me what's, what's been the hardest part of, of launching your podcast and I guess even running it now that it's been up a while. I think the hardest thing that I found initially was actually just how much work has to go into it. And I'm sure you can relate, you know, actually, if you're doing it all yourself, um, as I have been for a while, I have actually recently offloaded some of my work to Virtual Assistant, which we can talk about, which has been really cool and certainly saved me a lot of time this week and um, the last couple of days. But yeah, I think definitely to the first month or so of the podcast, you know, having to do everything myself, in terms of yeah, editing episodes, scheduling episodes, reaching out to people to be on the episodes, um, doing all the social posts. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that kind of goes into it if you're kind of wanting to try and get it out to as many people as possible. So that was something I did find difficult and there were days where uh, I was kind of basically spending all day doing podcasting stuff, which I enjoyed, so it wasn't that bad really, but there were certainly some tasks particularly editing episodes, which I do enjoy, but it is quite repetitive and it does take a lot of time. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily hard, but you know, when you don't necessarily, like during the launch week, for example, I had a lot of downloads and a lot of listens and reviews came flooding in, which was really cool and obviously helped get that chart position. But then following that, there was a bit of a, a natural decline, which I think is natural, you know, once that hype kind of fizzles away, and actually it just kind of came as it sort of coincided with Corona where I think universally, um, I don't know if it's true of your show, but I think universally most podcasts have kind of seen a bit of a fall in their listener numbers just because I suppose people aren't commuting to work as, as much and, and things like that. So yeah, once it saw that, it saw a bit of a decline um, sort of a couple of weeks after the, the launch and you're still putting in that same amount of work. So it kind of makes it feel like, oh, it's like, why am I doing this? You know, like there doesn't quite seem to be that reward. But then you just kind of remind yourself, like, why are you doing it? And for me, it's because I enjoy doing it and I actually have enjoyed having these conversations. And I have to remind myself that, you know, that launch week um, was crazy. It like exceeded all my expectations to begin with. And I've only been doing this a couple of months. I'm still really fresh into this podcasting. So a bit of perspective helps. Um, but yeah, there's there's always going to be tough times. Um, a lot of work, which, like I say, I think I underestimated to begin with, and now kind of starting to outsource some of that, which has been really helpful. Um, that's probably been the hardest thing for me, just kind of getting that balance between doing a lot for the podcast and um, trying to actually have a social life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and con- contrary to the to the hardest part, I guess, what have been some of the the most fun or rewarding parts? I think the fun parts for me are always the conversations. I, I really look forward to them. It's kind of my highlight of the week when I get to speak with someone in a, you know, doing something really cool or they've just got a lot of knowledge in a particular area. So for me, that, those are always the highlights. Those are the things I really enjoy doing and they're kind of the fun parts. Um, and I'm hoping actually because I'm starting to outsource some of this work, I'll be able to kind of do more of that stuff. You know, I'll be able to have more conversations um, and continue to have these just really cool chats with people so yeah there's so much so much good stuff that have come out of it i think also on top of that you know the ability to now i've started to kind of build not a huge network but kind of a small network of business mentors and entrepreneurs and people who i can turn to for advice 
And that's been really nice. Um, one guy in particular who's been amazing opened up so many doors um, for me to be able to speak with other entrepreneurs and people I've been able to bring onto the show because of him. Just, you know, I would never have had that opportunity to speak with him, let alone to kind of get to know him on a really good basis. So, so much good stuff that come out of it. I can't really um, think of it all. I'm sure I've forgotten <laughs> something really important. <laughs> no, I feel I feel you on all those things, man. It's it's very very hard, uh, but it's very very worth it. And there's a lot of dark deep dark parts, but there's also a lot of bright sunny amazing parts. Um, so ultimately, it is something you just definitely have to know you're going to commit <laughs> to. But uh, if you stick to it, then there's there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes the light is just every single week, you know, every single conversation you get to have or that DM on Instagram that's like, hey, like you said this that really like pivoted my life. Like now I'm mm. going to do these things uh, or a guest of yours said these things that really, really helped me like that. I mean, that's all just absolutely amazing. So I guess that's why <laughs> that's why we do all this. huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? And yeah, getting those those random um, sort of messages out the blue, you know, you know, people that have enjoyed your content and saying it's helped. Yeah, that just for me, it just makes it all worthwhile and kind of reminds me why I'm doing this. Well, let's talk too about, you know, community building. This is something I definitely wanted to, to touch on. I think it's important for people to hear, but also like full transparency. This is something that I think I've struggled with. So what are some things that you've done to, I guess, rally the troops and, and build that community around, around your podcast? <laughs> I think like you, it's something I struggle with as well. And I definitely am still working on this. And it's something I'm continually trying to figure out and kind of improve on. I think the thing that, that has kind of worked for me particularly well on Instagram is getting or spending what I tend to do is spend like 20 to 30 minutes a day um, reaching out to people and actually consuming their content. And quite, uh, I guess, quite like, yeah, quite not strategic because that's the wrong words, but quite kind of deliberate about it. And there'll be, you know, kind of people I want to reach out to. Um, I will just kind of leave messages or drop comments in their posts and things like that. So yeah, doing that kind of 20, 30 minutes a day at least. And people who are in my, or I'm following already, making sure I'm still engaging with their content as well, because it's not just about new people you want to bring into your network. It's actually um, engaging with those who are already in your network. So that has been really important. I think putting out good content ultimately is the best way to um, engage people. And if you can do that consistently, that's obviously obviously a good thing. I think on that note, I tend to post at least once a day on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm not so good with the other platforms, to be honest. I don't really like Facebook, don't really use Twitter, but I have at least committed to those two platforms. And I do send a weekly email to my uh, newsletter list, which has slowly started to see a, an increase, which is which is nice. So yeah, more people are kind of subscribing to that list. And that's again, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. And actually, you know, how can I keep providing valuable uh, information in these emails and uh, to the sort of network at large. And then the other thing that I did by accident, again, really on Instagram was um, I do a Saturday movie quiz, which you may or may not have seen. And initially, yeah, this was just a bit of fun. Um, when I started my Instagram a couple of years ago, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I still don't really, but I <laughs> started doing, I started doing these fun quizzes where, you know, I, I'd have like three clues and then 
um, like picture clues and people had to guess what the movie was. And the first couple of times I did it, I had like maybe a couple of people enter um, and there was no prize. It was just like, yeah, a bit of fun. And then I slowly just started to add to this thing and you know, I started to introduce prizes. I think at first it was just like a book I'd send to someone. Now it kind of, it's morphed into like cinema tickets, which I send to people. And um, for this like, sort of April, May time, obviously with a pandemic, people can't go to the cinema. So I've had to kind of rethink that again. It's like, okay, what can I send to people? So I've now kind of started sending more books and uh, courses and bookmarks and things like that. So I've kind of got big packages, um, which I now send like once a month to, to a winner. Well, um, I know you did uh, Netflix for a year or something like that. Yeah. So that was, that was something else as well. Yeah. So that was for, um, to encourage people to leave reviews of the podcast. So I said, yeah, if you leave a, a review of my podcast, I will enter you into a prize draw to win a year supply of Netflix. And that went down really well. I think it generated probably an extra 15 reviews or something like that. So not huge numbers, but certainly helped. And, uh, yeah, just kind of fun things like that, really. Um, try not to take myself too seriously. Um, I do make sure that I'm kind of engaging other people's content because I can't remember who said it to me, but he said that you've got to strive to understand before being understood. And that kind of really stuck with me. So, yeah, I think it's, it's just a two-way street, isn't it? You've got to, you know, social media is about pointing out content, of course, but it's social. You've got to kind of spend time interacting with people and actually engaging in their content and I think for me, that is how I've tried to build a community. But like you said, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out as well. Like I'm by no means perfect. My network's still really small um, and I'm continuing to try and like build it um, organically. I think that's the key. Absolutely. Well, and just like being social on social media can help with building community and, and listeners, um, it also is probably the biggest way I've been able to get guests on the show, you know, literally yeah. just being consuming Instagram, finding someone who I'm like, dang, like they look pretty cool. And then just sending them a message saying, Hey, I'd, I've got this podcast. I'd love to feature you sometime. And you know, nine out of 10 times, they're just like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a really good point. It's a similar thing for me. Um, yeah. Consuming people's content and just, you know, dropping them a sleepy uh, a sort of, uh, a DM just saying, yeah, do you fancy coming on to the show? And um, it's surprising. I've been, yeah, so, so surprised how many people do say yes, particularly if you've got a platform that it's kind of listened to in many countries and maybe it's got a good chart position and stuff. Um, it's surprising. Yeah, it's really surprising. People are very generous with their time. Yeah. Well, and I definitely want to touch on this too. So tell me more about how you are outsourcing some of your work, because as mm. of right now, I'm doing everything, which honestly, I don't think I would outsource my work because I do, um, I do enjoy the process. And I'm also creating a, a business around this called Canecast, where I will do the work for other podcasters. Oh, but cool. but I'm just curious to see, yeah, like what, what you meant by outsourcing your work and, and how you're able to do that. Yeah. So similar to you, it wasn't something I ever thought I would do. And I really enjoy kind of all the kind of tasks. I know some of them are repetitive, but even things like editing, I do enjoy it. So if I had the time, I would probably continue to do all of it. But now that I'm kind of about to go into my new nine to five job, um, where I'm kind of working like eight or six and, you know, it's away from home. So I'm to like cook for myself and things like that. I know I'm just not going to have as much time to actually dedicate to the podcast, but I still want to kind of produce the same output. So I figured, you know what, something's got to give. If I want to keep producing two episodes a week, 
um, and a trailer episode each week. So yeah, basically three episodes a week and then doing all the social media stuff like at least once a day on all those platforms. I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to have enough time to do all this. So it was kind of a, uh, a needs must. And I had no idea how to do it. Like I was just kind of, it's just kind of an idea. I think I read it about outsourcing in the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss all those years ago. I was like, okay, I'll do that one day, but I never thought I would actually do it. And then I stumbled upon a YouTube uh, channel by a guy called Travis Marziani, who I tell everybody about because he's amazing. And he's got some really cool resources, particularly on outsourcing and particularly on um, hiring virtual assistants. So I basically just followed his template, which is available for free. I can send you a link um, if you like afterwards, Parker, because it is amazing. And it's like a Google Doc, so it kind of gives you lots of steps about, okay, what is the process of setting up the systems that you need to be able to onboard a virtual assistant, which is something I hadn't considered at all, but actually it's super important because once you hire a virtual assistant, you kind of want to get the ground running pretty quickly. but you know, it can take time to kind of get them up to speed with, you know, what all the tasks you need to do and what your kind of systems are for paying and things like that, which I hadn't even thought about. And I figured, okay, I want to get all the systems in place. So that was kind of the first thing. Um, and when I say systems, it was things like writing down all the tasks that I do for my podcast. And then for each task, for example, it might be editing an episode. For that task, I'd then actually write down every single step involved with producing an episode. So it might be as simple as open Audacity and then import the audio file and then take out all the erms. And I detail every single step. It was painstaking. It was so, so tedious and boring. But I did it over the course of a week in a coffee shop. I was like, okay, just knock it out, Scott. Let's do this. So yeah, I was like, okay, writing down every single step for every single task. And then I had this huge Excel doc, which contains, like, I think it's 12 or 13 sheets or something like that. And then I did a similar thing for um, the actual onboarding process. So in terms of what, uh, for example, when you hire a virtual assistant, what is the first sort of correspondence you're going to send to them? What's the first email you're going to send to them? So writing out those emails, saying where they can find these list of tasks, and then producing a virtual assistant handbook, which again is all detailed in Travis's kind of documents, but that's kind of like your expectations set out, okay, like, how often you expect your virtual assistant to contact you? How often are you going to contact them? All sorts of stuff I just didn't even think about. And then assistant rules as well. Like, you know, if they don't meet your expectations, what's going to happen then? Like, how are you going to let go of them? And how are you going to make it so that you've already made it clear that your expectations are that and that if they don't meet those expectations, you're going to have to let them go? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to it. So systems-wise, that was all of that. And then the actual hiring of virtual assistant, I used a website called onlinejobs.ph, which is fantastic. And it is a platform where workers from the Philippines and Southeast Asia um, kind of reside and they put their profiles on there. So you kind of post a job on there. Um, again, <laughs> Travis kind of tells you what's in a job description so that you kind of can wean out people who aren't that serious from those who are more serious. So things like changing the subject line of their responding emails to make sure that they've actually read your job description. Yeah, he's got loads of cool hacks like that in his, in his documents. And then uh, from there, kind of actually having those interviews on Zoom and just kind of getting to know these people, um, interview questions again. Obviously, Travis provides those interview questions as well, all for free. And you can kind of just go through his 
document essentially and that's exactly what I did like I say it took a while to get all the systems in place and to actually do all that front-end stuff but it has saved me so much time now because it's all systematized and all my tasks are there so even if I have to let go of this virtual assistant for whatever reason obviously I hope I don't because she's done an amazing job for this first couple of weeks but if I do or circumstances change I can then easily kind of swap out uh, her for another virtual assistant and that process will be still really smooth so yeah appreciate that's a very long answer to a very short question but hopefully <laughs> that covers some of it <laughs> no yeah it was a uh, jam-packed with info dude and i i will just say like i got a little bit of an of anxiety <laughs> when you were <laughs> when you were saying that I, like if i were to do this i would need to write down step by step dude i can't even like imagine that right now like i do so much for each and every episode and i'm just like i to sit down and like with a pen and paper try to write down step by step everything i do that's just that's wild man but i could definitely see how it's worth it in the long run yeah i feel you it it was painful really that was the hardest i'll say hardest it was just the most boring tedious thing i've ever done and i think for the sort of scheduling an episode or actually just editing an episode alone there's probably 50 or 60 bullet points of okay upload the episode take out all the fillers or as many as you can to make it sound natural and um, put the intro music in put the outro in yeah there's <laughs> it was very tedious but like i say it's going to save a lot of time in the long run so i was like okay just get through this drink some coffee listen to music just get through this definitely well thanks for sharing that i just got kind of one last question for you uh, in regards to all this podcasting stuff um it's my understanding too that you had a podcast mentor so how did you guys mm. connect and then like would you suggest for others if they're interested in doing stuff like this or i guess if any in anything they're pursuing how important is you know a mentor i think it depends how seriously you want to take it so if you're wanting like me to kind of do podcasting full-time eventually then i think having a mentor someone who's been there done that you know has got a number one ranked podcast has monetized it has spoken to some incredible guests if you sort of have that sort of person as a mentor then I jump all over it and yeah that's kind of what I did so, so I I think how did I yeah I think I stumbled upon his podcast by accident you know I was just kind of listening for looking out for new podcasts it's probably a couple of years ago now and yeah I just kind of found his podcast start to consume his content really enjoyed it because he's got a very kind of natural conversation style and he's you know very asked really good questions to his guests and it's all about entrepreneurship and business so it was a natural fit so i was like okay just really enjoying his content and then we kind of i think i might have reached out on instagram just you know sharing his content tagging him in it and then we kind of built that kind of bit of back and forth a bit of connection and then following that he announced on his podcast that he was having a uh, an entrepreneurship event that he was running in bournemouth which is a town sort of south, uh, south coast of England. And it's like probably seven hours drive away from where I live. So I was like, oh, do I want to go? And then I was like weighing it up. And there were some really cool people at this event, you know, um, people who've been on Dragon's Den, people have launched like million pound businesses. So I was like, you know what? I've got to do this because it'll be a really cool event. I'll meet some really cool people, hopefully network with them. And I think it cost me like probably three, four hundred pounds to actually attend the event, stay in a hotel, you know, train fares, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it, it meant that I actually got to meet the person, uh, meet my mentor, Alex, who, um, yeah, kind of, yeah, he, he recognized me at the event, which for me was actually really cool because, you know, this event was 
uh, trying to think how many people attended, probably a couple of hundred people. And I was like, oh, you know, just rock up probably hide in the corner no one's going to notice me and then he just he just sees me he just spots me in the corner he's on stage and he sees me and just gives me a wave i was like oh i felt really famous and really cool um so yeah so then yeah kind of got chatting um had some drinks at the after party with him and a couple of his like really cool friends who are like millionaires it was just like mind-blowing i had to pinch myself a few times and then um following that event we i sort of yeah came back home kind of kept reaching out saying, oh, you know, kept enjoying his content, um, kept building that rapport. And then he announced that he was launching this uh, podcast launch program. And it just happened to be perfect timing because I just kind of finished wrapping up um, my previous podcast and I was kind of looking to launch a new podcast, but I wasn't sure how to do it properly. And I wasn't sure how to kind of get into the rankings of Apple podcasts and all this sort of stuff. So when he said that he was doing this 12 week program, cost like 150 pounds i think so it was pretty good value um, for a 12-week program and he basically laid out step by step okay this is what you need to do to get to where i've got to in terms of you know this equipment you might need these are some of the tactics you can use to kind of garner reviews and downloads which are really important for chart positions this is how you can ask big name guests onto your show and actually outreach to them in a sort of non-needy uh, deliberate way all this sort of like real gold which um, I found and he kind of delivered in his podcast launch program. And then from there, yeah, I suppose I kind of became his star student because obviously the podcast did really well and we've since had a lot more back and forth and he's going to be appearing on my podcast. We actually recorded the episode last week, so he'll be appearing uh, hopefully in a few months once I get the backlog of content through. And it's just been a really natural, organic process and it's just been, yeah, that's kind of how the mentorship has begun. And I don't think he really sees himself as a mentor, but he has been because, you know, he has taught me and countless other podcasters, you know, what it takes to launch a successful podcast. Like I say, it's just been a really natural, organic process, which I think is the key for any, you know, if you're looking to find a mentor, whether it's podcasting or some creative project or a business or whatever, I think it does have to be a natural thing. And I think it does have to be kind of built on that connection. Um, of course you can reach out to people and I've heard people do this where they've reached out to people on email and they have kind of found that virtual mentor. But I think it just for me personally, it just feels more comfortable if you've got that connection, then you're kind of having that ask. Um, and I guess in this case, actually, I didn't really ask him to be a mentor. It just kind of happens by accident because of his program. But yeah, that's kind of how it happens. Just very, very organic, which I guess has been a running theme really. Awesome. Well, and I, you know, understanding the analytics and the charts like that's something i'm still just kind of teetering on i guess like i i learn about it and then i don't like i feel like podcasting is so new like they're just trying mm. to figure that kind of stuff out but i'm looking right now and like upbeat uh this podcast right now is on six different charts but it's like how like how is that determined you know like my i feel like i'm doing the exact same thing i'm getting pretty much the same amount of downloads <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like what happened that all of a sudden now i'm on on some of these charts you know there's a lot of factors that come into play so this was something i learned from a guy called jld who um he's got his own very successful pocket you might have heard of actually entrepreneurs on fire yeah um yeah he's like I don't know how many thousands of dollars he turns over each year. It's crazy. But yeah, I got chatting to him and um, he was saying that there's a few really important metrics if you wanted to kind of think about chart positions. So number one, how many listens are you getting? And I know you've said it's kind of hasn't really changed that much for you. So 
um, kind of tying in with that. It's like, okay, how many new new listeners are you getting? If that's kind of trending positively, you know, if you're attracting more new listeners to your show each week or each month, then that will impact on your shop position. So that's certainly one factor. Um, and kind of tying in with that, the downloads, how many downloads are you getting? How many new downloaders are you getting uh, across all platforms? Um, reviews, really important. So uh, not more kind of on reviews. It's not just kind of the pure number of how many reviews you have, but again, it's like, okay, how many new reviews are you getting each week? Is it trending positively? Or maybe for me, like I kind of got hit quite badly by this because during the first couple of weeks, I had like, I think I've got now maybe 50 something reviews. So not crazy amounts, but quite a, a nice number. But about two thirds of those came in the first couple of weeks. So like that's probably why it got such a high chart position, or at least one huge contributing factor. And then since then, Apple's seen that I've had maybe one or two new reviews coming in each week since then. And the chart position has kind of plummeted a little bit. Um, so that's definitely a factor as well. Just kind of, is it trending positively um, in all, yeah, not just reviews, but downloads, listens, and et cetera. And I think as well, are you in a competitive space? So entrepreneurship is pretty competitive. There's a lot of kind of entrepreneurship podcasts out there. And it's quite hard to kind of break through. Whilst other categories on Apple Podcasts um, aren't as competitive. So that has, yeah, it, has a, it plays a huge part as well. So those are some of the factors. The, the way the algorithm works is it definitely favors new podcasts. So if you've been around for a couple of years, say, and you're seeing your child position fall or not really improve that much, probably to be expected, unless you suddenly get like an influx of new listeners or you bring on a really huge guest and everyone's like, oh, I must listen to this episode. Unless that happens, it's unlikely going to see that massive spike. Um, but in the launch week, that can happen because like I say, the algorithm from what Alex has seen, my mentor, what he's seen with his clients and he's worked with some huge brands to produce their own podcasts. What he's seen, what I've seen is it does seem to favor new podcasts. And if you can kind of, yeah, have kind of all the dominoes in place to have a really successful launch, that'll definitely give you a chance of kind of breaking into that top 10 or top 20 or top 50 of the of Apple podcast charts. Yeah, th those are the main factors. I I think it's one of those, like I'm obviously kind of playing it up massively because it, it's helped me get new uh, kind of attract big names onto my podcast. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter that much, to be honest. Um, I think the main thing is keep producing quality content, keep putting the word out there, you know, promoting it as much as you can, guest appearing on other podcasts so you get new listeners coming to your show. If you keep doing those things, keep persistent, keep being patient with it. You know, it's a long game podcasting. If you want to do it well, then you will see the, the benefits and you will get those rewards. Um, it just takes time. And those chart positions, as lovely as they are, don't really matter that much. They're just a kind of cherry on top of the cake and they have, like I say, attracted or helped attract bigger names, but by no means are they the be all end or not at all. Yeah, it's just something flashy to say, hey, we are credible. We've done some stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Credibility. That's all it's about social proof. And um, I can now put it in my Instagram bio, for example. And it just, it's just kind of a nice thing to say you've done. And it shows that, yeah, you've got some, you must have done something right, at least at one point <laughs> in, the, in the life <laughs> of your podcast. So if nothing else, it's, it's for that. <laughs> all right, Scott, are you ready? to be on the upbeat seat, my friend. I'm so ready, Parker. Let's do this. <laughs> What's your favorite word? Ooh, um, bamboozled. Bamboozled. How come? Uh, I don't know. It just pops into my head. Right <laughs> I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> uh, 
how has music specifically played a role in your life? Oh, massively. So yeah, I play a couple of instruments. I play the trombone, um, play the piano, and I love listening to music in general. So um, if I'm not recording a podcast, I'm probably going for a walk listening to Muse or um, Foo Fighters or one of my favorite bands or something like that. So massively important. You shared a very, very tedious experience where you had to write something down step by step and like <laughs> tons of bullet points. And you mentioned coffee and music is how you were able to do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Without music, without coffee, I'd probably still be in that coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your all-time favorite song? Oh, that's a tough one. One that jumps to, to mind is a song by the Foo Fighters actually called uh, Stranger Things Have Happened. Such a beautiful guitar tune and um dave grohl's voices yeah really nice so that's probably one of my favorites i'll probably kick myself afterwards thinking oh, i should have said that but that's what i'll go for for now <laughs> when well, i'm gonna turn it on right after we we hit stop on this thing <laughs> oh cool nice it's quite depressing so i wouldn't maybe recommend it during the corona times <laughs> when you want to feel inspired what do you do Ooh. A um, couple of things, either go for a walk because I find, you know, that's a good way for me to kind of just not think about anything. And then sort of ironically, that's when I have my best ideas. So go for a walk or have a shower, same sort of category. Failing that, I've, um, <laughs> it's going to sound really sad, but on my wall in my bedroom, I've got a, uh, one of my walls is just filled with quotes from, from my favorite uh, business people and entrepreneurs and authors and stuff. So whenever I'm kind of, yeah, maybe needing a bit of inspiration, I occasionally just glance up at that and it's like, oh, Gary V said, uh, don't boil the ocean. It's like, oh, that's deep. Wow. Um, <laughs> and that kind of helps. So <laughs> that's what I do. That's a really good idea. iPhone or Android? iPhone all the way. <laughs> Oof. And this one's a toughie, but music or podcasts? Oh, oh, can't do this to me, Parker. <laughs> Dude, I can't uh, even answer it myself. <laughs> I think if I'd have to choose, as much as I obviously love podcasting, I think I would still choose music just because I feel that I can listen to music no matter what mood I'm in. But sometimes with podcasts, I have to kind of be in the right mood to, you know, really listen to, engage the content, like, yeah, sort of digest the content. So, for that reason alone, I would just have to say music. But this is a tough one. Brilliant. Love that answer. Um, okay, so you mentioned also in the episode that some days, you know, it's about work, but other days it's just about binging something on Netflix. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, so yes. what's your favorite TV show? Oh, um, I've been really enjoying Westworld uh, the last couple of months. So I binged through that in a very embarrassingly short amount of time. Um, I'm just about to, yeah, I've started season three and it's brilliant. So that has been something recently I've started to really enjoy. I think looking back, favorite one ever. Um, oh, that's so tough. I love Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul for me. In fact, probably Better Call Saul I've preferred. I don't know if you've seen those yourself, but both brilliant. Um, Game of Thrones, I guess, is the obvious one, but the last season just ruined it for me. So I think that's kind of ruled it out. Yeah, if I had to choose, it's a tough one, but I think if I had to choose, it would be better course Saul. Awesome. Favorite social media platform? Uh, this one's easy for me, Instagram. Oh, How come? Um, I, th I found the community 
on Instagram just to be really friendly and really kind of supportive. And that's not to say the others aren't like that either, but just from my experience, I've found, yeah, people have just been kind of reaching out and kind of leaving really nice messages about content I've put out there. Um, and I just find it easier to kind of use. <laughs> so, um, you know, in terms of leaving stories um, and kind of writing posts and using pictures and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, just kind of chimes with my, um, the content I put out there, I guess. So yeah, that's my, that's my choice. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Scott, for being on Upbeats and for doing this fun uh, Upbeat Seat, this new segment. Uh, to send it out, I'm going to do a quick beatbox with your name in it. Are you ready? Oh, mate, I'd love to hear it. Scott. Oh, mate, that is brilliant. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, thanks, man, very much for for sharing this super valuable insight with us. I mean, of, of you who are listening, guys, like, I don't know if you're interested in starting podcasts. If you are, definitely feel feel free to reach out to either one of us. We are we are more than happy to, to help you and help answer questions. Uh, but even if you're not interested in starting a podcast, like, I hope that there's been some stuff in this episode that will help you with launching whatever you're launching, whether it's a clothing line, just whatever business you're trying to do. Um, or if you're just even just new to social media, trying to launch a, a better Instagram account and like get engagement with some more followers. Like I hope there's been some tips and tricks kind of interlaced through this episode that will help you. And of course, thank you, Scott, very much for being on Upbeat. This, this has been awesome. I appreciate it, Parker. Thank you for having me on. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. And um, yeah, I kind of echo that, you know, if anyone's wanting to reach out and ask uh, any specific questions about, you know, podcasting or Instagram or um, I suppose they're my only two real things that I'm okay at. So yeah, if you want to ask me about that or SEO, I know we haven't touched about that on that today, but that's kind of what I do in my day job. So if you've got any questions about any of that stuff, yeah, feel free to, to kind of get in touch. And um, I did actually write quite a detailed post on my website about how I managed to rank in the top 10 of Apple Podcasts in six days. So if you want to check that out, um, feel free to head over to my website, scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash rank. And uh, yeah, nice kind of detailed summary there for you. Boom. There you have it from Scott Stockdale. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Scott, <laughs> Scott Stockdale. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. It's been good having you. Appreciate it, Parker. Thank you so much, man. <laughs>